boy today, guys. Back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. It's Friday. It's January 22nd, 2021, which means Sunday is NFL Sunday. We got two games, the NFC and the AFC Championship games. Ben, it's our first Saturday without football. Luckily, we got lots of good basketball. Um, also, joined by Ben Gorwitz as usual. Ben, say what's up to everybody. Oh, I'm happy to be here on this Friday, man. Happy to be here. Got great NFL matchups. NBA is uh, it's off to a pretty good start. Off to a pretty good start, I would say, with the NBA. A lot of a lot of twists and turns, kind of early on in the season. But I'm ready to talk some football. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. It's it's gonna be a fun season to watch. Um, I already like how the Harden trade happened. Before we get things started with the football, got to start things off on a little bit of a sour note. Um, R.I.P. Hank Aaron, one of the true legends of baseball. He's a pioneer for the game and everything. I mean, it's sad to see him go. My first memories of watching baseball and like the first, like one of the first baseball players I ever found out about was Hank Aaron. Obviously, I never watched him play a game. I'm not that old. I'm only 25. But my dad's told me many stories. My dad said he used to be the only player worth watching on the Braves team. He's the true home run champion. And, you know, I kind of always regarded him as the best player to ever play the game and I always took pride in the fact that he played for the Braves. So that was definitely a sad thing to see. Ben, I'm, I know you're a big Braves fan and big Hank Aaron guy as well. What was kind of your favorite memory of Hank Aaron? Just the, the fact that, I mean, he's the greatest Brave of all time. I think it's undisputed. I, I don't even think Chipper Jones or John Smoltz or any of these guys would argue that. Um, just seeing what guys, uh, that have been fortunate enough to met him, like Braves players and stuff like that. I mean, no one has a negative comment about this, uh, about Hank Aaron. It's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of love being shed today, um, on social media and, uh, he'll be missed. I mean, Braves country. I mean, he's a hero and it's for the city of Atlanta. He's a hero. Um, for a lot of African-American athletes, he's a hero. So, um, just, you know, le- legends never die, as the Sandlot says. So, um, you know, he will be remembered forever. Yeah, he will be remembered forever. I like how you put that, legends never die. You know, we'll always um, look at the record books and see, you know, that asterisk next to Barry Bonds' name, but there won't be one next to the true home run champion. That's honestly why I hate Barry Bonds so much, because I like taking pride in the fact that the best home run hitter all time played for the Braves. But we got to get down to what all y'all want to hear here. This is the NFL playoffs. We'll start things off with the first game, which is the Tampa Bay – or no, 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 sorry. The first game is the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll start us out with this one. Kansas City finds himself a three-point home favorite, over under set at 54. So first thing I know that all y'all want to know, Patrick Mahomes was fully cleared and ready to play about two hours ago. We're recording right now about 5.30. It happened about 3 p.m. He participated in practices starting on Wednesday. He's clear from a concussion. He does have a little bit of an ankle injury as well. Um, so, Ben, I hate myself for taking this bet, but – I think I got to ride with my boys I've been riding with since the first game of the season, and that is the Buffalo Bills plus three. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, in a big game like this, you got to say forget the points, man. Give me the money line. That's right. I'm rocking with the Bills on the money line. Um, I've seen lots of different money lines out there. I'm trying to get one around 150 or something or other like that. Um, Look, I really want to take Kansas City here and Mahomes and everything, but I think everything's points to Buffalo, man. This is a team that's surging, other than pretty much Kyler Murray's uh, the Hale Murray. 
he's been the hottest player in the NFL, and this Buffalo team's been the hottest team in the league. They've been absolutely unstoppable this ever since that, pretty much. They got their defense figured out. They really have pretty much two losses this season, which was because of weird scheduling spots, like I've mentioned many times. But also, too, Kansas City's failed to cover since they played the Jets back, and it was either Week 8 or Week 9. So... Kansas City, I feel like, is kind of on the downtrend, and Buffalo's trending upwards. I mean, honestly, Buffalo reminds me a lot in these playoffs of that Chiefs team that came in and took things by storm. Kansas City did get started slow last game. I don't know if it's going to be the same way again this game, but I do know this. Buffalo's going to come out firing. Look, also, too, Patrick Mahomes probably won't really run the ball that much. These teams don't really run the ball much between their running backs, but these teams just like to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, Buffalo lost them earlier in the season, but like I said, that was a weird scheduling spot, and it was raining. Buffalo also ranks ninth, though, in efficient runs, so when they need to run, they're running the ball smartly. This offense is centered around passing the ball. Also, too, they're going to have Tredavious White and, and uh, Milano back, and they didn't have either of them for this game, so I think that gives Buffalo two more edges on the defensive side of the ball. I think Buffalo walks into Arrowhead and wins this thing straight up. Josh Allen's going to play the game of his life. Him and Stephon Diggs about to ball out on Sunday. I, I like a lot of things you said, um, if I'm being honest. I, I think with the public just being all over the Bills, it just seems like a square pick, but I, I don't yeah, hate I the pick. Um, I don't hate it, though, but there's a couple storylines um, I just want to briefly say before I give my pick. It's that the Chiefs, like you mentioned, they haven't covered in nine weeks now. Um, that's not a great statistic. But at the end of the day, the team doesn't care because if you win, that's all that matters. A, a big storyline, you mentioned it, uh, Patrick Mahomes coming off the toe injury, um, as well as the possible concussion that they claim he had. But it might have been nerve damage in the neck. I, I really don't know. They're calling it a concussion. Other people say it was his neck. I don't know what it was. He's been cleared. I'm more interested in the toe injury, not the concussion, because he's been cleared. Um Will it affect his mobility? I believe it was his left big toe, which would be his front foot. I'm not a quarterback, so I don't know how that affects his throws, or maybe it won't at all. But that's something to keep an eye on, see if he, if he has any mobility. Another thing, which I think is really important, that doesn't get talked about that much, is Harrison Butker, who's the Chiefs kicker. He's been struggling. <laughs> He's missed a couple extra points in the playoffs. He's missed a couple field goals that have been short. Distance has not been his problem, but the um, inside uh, 50, inside 40 has been his issue recently. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, the Bills have covered eight out of the last nine, if I believe. And I'm going to go against everything, and I'm going to take Chiefs minus three. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't love this, but at the end of the day, I think the Bills are on the Cubs – of doing something very, very special. And I think they're just going to come up just short. I, I don't see the Bills breaking down every single one of their so-called barriers all in one season. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. their, um, their offensive coordinator, I believe, just won the assistant coach of the year. I think Sean McDermott's probably going to get coach of the year. Their GM, I believe, won executive of the year, probably for bringing in Stefan Diggs um, and Cole Beasley and all those guys. And they haven't made the playoff. They haven't won their division in, in forever. They just did that. I, I don't think they reached their first Super Bowl in a long time all in one year. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. But I think this game will be very, very close. This matchup is incredible to watch. 
Yeah, I agree with you completely, Ben. I think this is probably one of the best matchups all season long. I mean, the first time it wasn't as good just because we didn't know Buffalo was actually this good. Well, me and you did, but not everyone else did. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. I mean, I think this is one of those games, though, where it's the same way as the next game with these spreads so low. I think you either got to take the you either take the favorite minus the points or you take the uh, take the dog with the money line. I think you say forget the points in games this big to leave those at home. It's either win win straight up. Um, me and Ben like to circle in on our matchups since there's not as many games. We'll go a little bit more in depth on these than we usually do. So my matchup to watch for is going to be Stefan Diggs versus Breland. Um, I think Stefan Diggs, you know, he's the real game changer. They're going to be looking to get him open up and down the field. I think he's got a breakout. I think that's a huge matchup, though, right there, is to see what he can do. But also Tredavious White on Tyreek Hill. I assume White's going to follow Tyreek Hill all across the field. Tyreek Hill's kind of their bailous-out guy. You know, they like to hit him deep at least once a game for a huge catch. But I think he's going to need a massive catch to break this game open. And also, too, you know, even Milano is going to be matched up on Travis Kelsey, I would assume, a good bit of this game. So we got lots of good matchups to watch. But I feel like it's all about the receivers versus these corners, safeties, and linebackers, you know, like – it's all about those receivers and tight ends. Buffalo and Kansas City love to air the ball out. I mean, you're not going to see a whole lot of running the ball in this game. This game's going to be all about throwing up and down. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a high-scoring shootout in this one. I just feel like the over feels a little too easy in this one. I'd rather just stick to the side than take the total. Yeah, the matchup I'm looking for, uh, looking forward to, there's two of them. Um, and one of them's not even a player, which is uh, kind of interesting. I think it's Patrick Mahomes versus Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier is the defensive coordinator for the Bills. I think he's going to have to get creative in this game, get pressure on Mahomes in a variety of different ways. Um, you know, we've heard interviews where Mahomes was like, he, he just figured out how to like actually read coverages and what they mean and how to like actually audible, uh, like literally like last year. So I think the more games he plays, the, the better he's going to get at this. And uh, these two teams, what week did they play? Didn't they already play each other in earlier in the year? What week was that? Um, yeah, they played, I believe, in like week five or six. Yeah. So I think that the Chiefs, I think Andy Reid is smart enough to give the defense certain looks. So I'm curious how Leslie Frazier is going to counter that. And what is he going to throw at Mahomes? you got to give this kid something he hasn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. My other matchup is actually, um, you mentioned you're not expecting a lot of runs. Well, neither, I don't think a lot of people are, but. Josh Allen versus the Kansas City linebackers. Um, okay. You cannot you cannot let Josh Allen out of the pocket, and you cannot let him get to the sideline when he's trying to um, when he's trying to scramble for a first down. Because if he gets in the open space, he, he, you don't want to tackle this guy. He's a big dude. He's got he's got better speed than I think he gets credit for, and he's a weapon with his legs. They don't have that much of a run game, so they do rely on Josh Allen. They call design runs for him, just to break up the game a little bit. So I think those are. Um, interesting matchups that I'm curious, other than the ones that you've already mentioned. So I think Leslie Frazier in the Bills defense has their hands full. Excuse me, I think they have their hands full. I think any defensive coordinator in defense does when you face Andy Reid and Mahomes. How are you going to counter that? So they've already seen each other once. I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments each teams um, have made this go around. Yeah, I mean – it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun, though. I agree with you, Ben, to see how these two teams adjust. And also, too, you know, to go along with your Patrick Mahomes matchup, you could say um, Leslie Frazier versus Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid's yeah. a genius at drawing up plays. So, I mean, hey, this is going to be a hell of a game to start the day off with. I mean, And, and real quick, um, 
do you think any of Eric Bieniemy not having success in, in coaching interviews or maybe getting the chance has anything to do with the fact that he doesn't call plays? I mean, it's kind of crazy that he's not getting that many interviews. He's not. He should be a lot of teams' top two choice just because of the success he's mm-hmm. um, sustained with with Andy Reid and Mahomes. I feel like, don't you? Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think a lot of people's thought process is just kind of that he's just piggybacking off what Andy Reid does, and he doesn't have a whole lot of input and say. But at the same time, but like, even, I think it's, but even even if that's the case, he's probably learning so much under yeah. Andy Reid and from Mahomes in the times he's been there. So I feel like he he can incorporate a lot of his own knowledge and stuff he's picked up on to help some teams out. I'm a little shocked, to be honest with you. No, I agree with you, too. I thought this year would finally be the year somebody would give him a chance. And I mean, even in the Baltimore game, I remember on Monday Night Football, they should be in me when Baltimore was starting to come back a little bit, was getting in the offense's face, like, yo, let's get this thing rolling. Let's keep rolling on them. And they went right back out and went down the field and scored a touchdown drive and responded. So, I mean, that's another good thing that you teams want to see for a guy you're trying to hire as your head coach, you know, if you can fire the boys up and everything. But hey, Well, I mean, this... the, the, the Lions just hired the Saints – some assistant from the Saints for to a six-year deal. I feel like the enemy does more for his team than whatever this. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but six years is a lot for a guy that's never been head coach before. And it's the fact that it's the Lions are giving this guy, but they didn't even interview the enemy. I, I just don't understand the whole. I, I really don't understand why he's not getting a lot of love. No, I agree with you completely. Like I thought the Eagles did a great job hiring the um, offensive coordinator from from the Colts. You know, like since. Frank Reich worked the best possible with Carson Wentz. You got to give him the best help you possibly can. But like, I agree with you though. I think these teams need to give B enemy a better look. I think he's worthy of a head coaching job somewhere. I can't believe Joe Brady hadn't been swallowed up though. That's the one that's shocking me the most right now is that he hasn't been gotten a head coaching job yet. Um, yeah. Let's let's move though now to the other game on Sunday, which is the NFC Championship game, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Versus the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is a three and a half point home favorite. Over under set at fifty two. I got a couple plays in this game, but Ben wanted to take it away first on this one. Ben, let us know what are you thinking. Yeah, so I don't usually do this, but I dove into the well of numbers. Um, but before I do that, Vita Vea, who is the defensive tackle for the Bucks, is expected to return. He's been out almost the entire season, but Antonio Brown is not active for this game. He's inactive. He will not be playing. Um, listen, the Bucks have a lot of weapons, but AB has been hot lately. Him and Tom have been on a roll lately, so, so Tom's not going to have that outlet, but like I said, he's got plenty of weapons. Okay, let's get to the game. I'm taking the Packers with a spread. Um, I'm taking the favorite in both of these games, and here's why for the Packers. They're 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five playoff games as a favorite. They're 7-2 and two their last nine playoff games. And they just dominate the Tampa Bay organization when they play at Lambeau Field. They are 15-1 in their last 16 against the Bucks in Green Bay. This is also the third road game in a uh, the third road playoff game for the Bucks in a row. Packers have been sitting pretty at home. They love the cold weather. Devontae Adams has had no problem at all in the snow with his crazy footwork. Uh, Aaron Jones and Williams have not had problems rushing the football. I just think it's the Packers' time. Um, nothing against Brady or the Bucks. I think they have a great team. Tom's a great quarterback. He's a great playoff quarterback. He's even better as an underdog, which probably hasn't happened that often in his playoff career. But Rodgers is playing some of the best football he's played in his tremendous career. This, I mean, seriously, like 
He's going to win the MVP again. His numbers are just insane that he has right now. So I'm going to ride the hot hand with Devontae Adams and the Packers. I'm going to take their spread, and I'm also going to take on FanDuel. You can take anytime touchdowns. I'm going to ride with the hot hand and Leonard Fournette. Um, Tom Brady, as he gets later in the um, in the playoffs, a lot of his running backs have had success on teams that win games for him. So I thought Fournette's been playing very well. I think he had 96 or 93 rushing yards last game. I think he's the hot hand right now with Ronald Jones missing the last couple of weeks of the regular season and early into the playoffs. I'm going to take Fournette to get a touchdown in this game and the Packers to cover. I actually like your Fournette prop, and I'm honestly considering taking Leonard Fournette rush yards over for the same reasons with Rojo banged up. I feel like that he's going to see a lot of touches. So I've broken this game. This is actually something I think my best handicapping work of all time. Hopefully it pays off for us here. So my first bet that I absolutely love here, which is going to be a max play, all of my max plays happen to be in this game, which is kind of funny. Um, so my first one that I'm going with here is going to be Green Bay Packers first half. And so the reason why I'm taking Packers first half is they've outscored every single opponent by 145 points in the first half combined. So all the games combined, they're outscoring teams by 145 plays. The Packers, the last two seasons, have been the best team in the NFL scoring on their first drive almost every single game. And on their first three drives, they're the best team in the entire NFL. Matt LaFleur will have a great game plan drawn up for this one. I expect Green Bay to go ahead and put it on Tampa Bay early. The reason why I don't have any locked-in Fournette rush yards yet is because I think Tampa Bay is going to fall behind. Tampa Bay plays much better in the second half. That leads me to the second part of my max bet here. I'm taking the over with the second half of my max bet. I think Green Bay is going to go up big in the first half, and we're going to watch Tampa Bay throw, 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 which is where they do their best is when they keep throwing against a defense that's playing off a little bit more. And I think that they end up going way over the total because – Tampa Bay is going to have to throw the ball to try to catch up, and Green Bay is not going to take their foot off the gas. Aaron Rodgers has seen the NFC Championship games and seen Super Bowls fall away from him way too many times. They're going to keep pushing the pushing the tempo and keep trying to score as well. I expect this game to be high scoring. I'm predicting 38-24 Green Bay wins this game, which puts us way over that total. I think we hit the over. My third max bet here is the Packers minus three and a half for all the reasons I said. I think Green Bay puts it on them. I mean, this game reminds me a lot, Ben, of when the Falcons actually played the Packers in the NFC Championship game. I just think Tampa Bay's overmatched here. I mean, when you think about it at the end of the day, Tampa Bay's defense kept them in that game against New Orleans. They scored because they got three interceptions, got a short field. They did run the ball, but I mean, they only had like a hundred, they barely had over 300 yards of offense. I mean, they barely, they didn't even throw for 200 yards. Brady's not been that good. Both teams are seven, Tampa Bay's seventh rushing the passer, Green Bay's eighth. I think Green Bay is at Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith are going to be able to get to the quarterback in this one. Um, I, I really like Green Bay in this one, man. I think Green Bay is so much better than everyone in the NFC. I mean, they proved it last week against the Rams. They cruised that entire game. I mean, if they needed to, they could have scored at any point in time in that one. I think we see an all-out effort from them here. And, I mean, the fact Antonio Brown's out just makes me like it even more. Give me Green Bay all day. I'm big on this game. Were you taking the first half spread or just first half money line for Green Bay? Yeah, first half spread should be minus two and okay. a half. My bad. I should yeah. be more specific on that. Yeah, yeah, I was just making sure you had two and a half because that's what I'm saying on FanDuel here. Um, yeah, that's what I'm rocking with, though. I mean, I love Green Bay in this spot, guys. I really think so, too, in the cold. I mean, Tom might be great and all in the cold. I don't know about the rest of the team, though, if they're going to come to play in this cold weather as well. I mean, I, I really just see this being the perfect storm here for Green Bay. I think they may move on to the NFC Championship game in big ways on Sunday. I think 
this is also going to be a. I mean, I, I think it has the chance to be a very good game. I'm just so excited for these games. I mean, I, I think the matchups just across the board are just tremendous. Um, I know that Brady really hasn't been that good, um, you know, in your eyes, but I do think we have the four best quarterbacks. I mean, maybe not the four. I, I really like. I'm not going to exclude Brady from being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL until he's retired because he can just flip it on. Um, I, I, the quarterbacks that we have are just unbelievable in this matchup. I mean, I, I think you have the two best quarterbacks in football with Rodgers and, uh, or I should say Mahomes and Rodgers in that order. I think the way Josh Allen has played this season, he's been a top quarterback all year, then I'm not going to exclude Brady. Um, so just a lot of good matchups across the board. I just think this is incredible. I, I'm so excited for um, these conference championship games. Hey, I agree with you completely on that one, Ben. I'm so excited, too, to watch these games. I mean, it's a, it's about damn time we get some good matchups here in the NFL. And these, I mean, they save the best matchups for last for us right here with these games. Um, me and Ben, just because it's been kind of a quick podcast, um, we kind of got a little something here for y'all in the end, something we usually don't do here. But let's uh, look ahead to some basketball here this weekend. Obviously, just because you have to project lines and stuff, I'm not going to sit here and project lines and whatnot for y'all. But... We picked out kind of some of our favorite matchups for the weekend, and I'm actually going to go ahead and tell y'all that I will be betting for sure one of these matchups. Um, first one, we'll start out here with college basketball. Ben, what's your kind of college basketball game you're looking forward to the most this weekend? Yes, yeah, so there's actually two of them. Um, one of them, I will stay in the Big Ten. I'll go to the Big Ten. It's number 15, Ohio State, playing at number 10, Wisconsin. I think this is a tremendous matchup. Um, a lot of the times... In the past, these two, when they've shaped up, we've gotten a good game out of these. Right now, I think it's Wisconsin minus five, but um, I'm not going to take anything just yet on this game. This game's at 4 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. I just think this is a great matchup. Really good big men in this game. Ohio State's got some good guard play. Ohio State plays a lot quicker than Wisconsin does. That's always an advantage that I think Wisconsin plays with is can they slow another team down? When they have really good teams, they are able to do it, so – I'm interested in the pace of play in that game. Another game I'm interested in, I'm going to go to the SEC. Uh, these are two of the better SEC teams. It's number 19, Missouri, playing at number six, Tennessee. Um, for the people that have not seen Tennessee play basketball this year, they can play some suffocating defense on teams. Oh, yeah. Tennessee's 10-2, and two, Missouri's 9-2 and two right now. Um, let me double-check. If I'm not mistaken, these two teams are second- Excuse me, they're third and fourth in the SEC right now. Um, this is a it's a heavyweight matchup. These two teams have the chance to do very, very well in March Madness, uh, very well in the SEC tournament. And um, this, I think it's, just, it's an exciting game to watch. I'm going to be tuned in for this one. What you got? Um, so for my two games, my first game I got here is I'm going to stay with college basketball. By the way, first off, Ben picked two great matchups, but I thought it was going to be really fun to watch, especially that Tennessee-Missouri one. Missouri's got a little revenge from getting blown out first time by Tennessee. Um, but I'm sticking with revenge here. I got the Clemson Tigers coming down to Tallahassee to take on my Florida State Seminoles. And there's no official line out yet for this game, but I love Florida State in this spot, man. They lost last time out to Clemson. They're going to be out to prove something. Clemson has not played well since they got shut down for COVID. They got smacked against Virginia. Then they turned around and got smacked again against Georgia Tech. I think the same thing stays true here. I expect Florida State to be anywhere from three to five point favorites, and I will be hitting the Knolls for sure in this game. I just think Florida State's too much. We got so many good players. We got depth and everything. 
I think this team's a little pissed off too. They're not ranked yet. I expect the NCAA to put a little respect on their name after this game. I mean, we would be ranked, by the way, if that we didn't have that COVID shutdown as well. That's what made us unranked. So I expect the Nolans to come out firing. Um, and I, I, I told you, sorry to interrupt you. I told you in the beginning of the year, we talked about players we were excited to watch. I told you Scotty Barnes is one of my favorite players coming out of high school to the college level. I, I mean, it, it wasn't a hot take. I mean, he was one of the best recruits in the country. I, I just knew this kid was going to be good because he does everything right on a basketball floor. He can, excuse me, he can uh, command the fast break. He can dish it out. He can get to the rim. Seriously, I mean, I, there's not five guys better in the country that get to the rim better than Scotty Barnes. He's already thrown down three ferocious dunks at the rim. All of them have been on Sports Center top 10 already. He's just a pure athlete. He's got a good shot and plays hard on the defensive end. I think he chose a perfect coach to get the most out of him. I, I'm a big fan of Leonard Hamilton at FSU. I know that Scotty Barnes is not his typical player because he doesn't have a lot of one-and-dones, but I do think Scotty will be a one-and-done because he should be a top-ten pick um, in the NBA draft. He's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but before you move on to your next game, I, I got to give a shout-out to my team real quick. The Alabama Crimson Tide in basketball are playing – some incredible basketball. I mean, I've they never are. seen I've never seen a team shoot the ball like they are right now. They're coming off an SEC record performance of 23 made threes in one game. John Insane. Petty had seven, had seven of them himself. I love the way Nate Oates has his team playing, uh, but I will give you the floor back. I uh, just had to give a quick roll tide shout out. Yeah, actually kind of funny. Like I told y'all, me and Ben always text each other on and off screen. I actually texted Ben, and I was like, damn, bro, y'all were absolutely destroying them when that game was Because uh, you've taken you've taken the over in Bama past two games, I think, and you're like, oh, my God, they just don't miss some threes. Yeah, actually, I think I've hit like four or five Alabama overs this season. Y'all, y'all have hit for me every single time, too, so y'all been good to me on those overs. Y'all, yeah, y'all really don't miss from three. I like watching Alabama play too. It's fun to watch them go up and down the court. It's hard to believe y'all were struggling with Furman at the beginning of the season, but Nate Oates has got the boys playing good basketball. Um, so I'm gonna flip us to the NBA here, and my other game I want to talk about here is gonna be the Heat versus the Nets on tomorrow night on Saturday night. Both teams will be on a back to back coming to the game. Um, the Heat will obviously. I don't know if Jimmy Butler will be cleared or not yet from from a COVID nineteen protocol. Same thing with Myers Leonard, but they'll be without Tyler Heroes. He's just ruled out for three more games. Avery Bradley as well. Kevin Durant's resting. I mean, I think that this. I think that this Nets team's gonna come out firing. It's gonna be a fun one to watch. Two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference play. I just think it's fun to watch the Nets play because they got Harden and KD and Kyrie out there together, and it's fun watching this team grow and gel together. But. That's going to be a great Eastern Conference matchup right there. I mean, those are two of the top dogs in the entire conference, considering the fact there's a team that went to the finals last year in the Miami Heat. So I think the Nets are going to come out and put them in their place and come out fired up. So always going to be fun to watch that. But, Ben, it's always a pleasure running down the games with you as usual. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, to everyone betting in these games, bet responsibly. Everyone have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you all again on come uh, Monday.